Natasha Torres. I'm a spinning teacher, a recovering academic, and the founder of SheepSpot, where we're on a mission to revolutionize spinning education by using the power of online courses and communities to help spinners make more yarns they love and enjoy every step of the process. These days, I can make just about any yarn I can imagine, but believe me, I was not a natural spinner. Now, many skeins and hand-spun projects later, spinning allows me to express myself creatively and quiet my mind no matter how crazy the world around me gets. I created this podcast to give you both a clear strategy to become a skilled, confident, and versatile spinner, and lots of quick, actionable tactics that will level up your yarn making quickly and easily. If you're an inquisitive hand spinner, you are in the right place, and I'm so glad that you're here. Habits take behaviors and put them on auto-repeat. What if there was a way to trick your brain into forming a spinning habit easily and fast? I'm going to give you an easy process to experiment with in this episode. Hello there, darling Sheepspotter. Welcome to episode 91 of the Sheepspot podcast. I'm Sasha, and my job is to help you make more yarns that you love. So as you know, this month in the Guild, we are working on spinning habits And we do this with a challenge to members to spin five minutes per day every day during the month of February. Now, we try in the Guild not just to create the challenges, but also to support members in actually doing the challenges. So in February, I turn up live in the group every weekday at 5 p.m. We call these five at five. And either I teach a really quick lesson on habit formation or we just spin together for five minutes. And then we celebrate together and we go on our way. So I came up with this challenge after reading BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. There will be a link in the show notes. And Fogg is the head of the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford. He's also a really good writer, or he had a really good ghostwriter. And the book is just very clear and engaging and uh, even funny at times. I recommend it highly if you're at all interested in, in habits. Today, I'm going to share some of Fogg's advice about forming habits. It's a very simple framework, but it's really powerful. And I have found it very helpful in my own life. So I'm going to talk about the framework and then walk through it using a spinning-related habit that I have been working on lately. So Fogg posits that any behavior consists of three elements that converge at the same time. So we need to be prompted to do the behavior. That's prompt. Um, We need to be prompted when we are able to do the uh, behavior, and he calls that ability, and we also have to be motivated to do it, Uh, and he calls that motivation. So he abbreviates this as B for behavior equals motivation plus ability plus prompt, or BMAP. B equals MAP, right? Okay, 
So he expresses how this works with a really simple graph with ability on the x-axis and motivation on the y-axis. And I'm going to put an, uh, an image of this into the show notes. The ability axis starts on the left with things that are difficult to do and moves to the right where we would locate things that are easy to do. And the motivation axis, so the vertical axis, moves from low motivation to high motivation. So the easier something is, the and if you can't picture that at all, here's the thing that you actually need to know. The easier something is, the less motivation you need to actually do it, and vice versa. The more difficult something is, the more motivation you need. And that's why we talked about friction in the last episode, right? Because removing friction is all about making things easier to do things that you've already decided you want to do, easier to do. So Fogg believes that we can actually kind of design our behavior by experimenting with our motivation, ability, and prompts. And of these, prompt and ability are much easier to manipulate than motivation. Motivation is the most complicated, and it's also the most difficult to sustain. So the key to do something are creating a prompt, because if there's no prompt, you're not going to do the thing. And at least at first, making it as easy as possible to do. So you can see that in our 29-day spinning challenge in the guild, I'm providing the prompt by going live every day at five o'clock, or every weekday at five o'clock. And we've made accomplishing the task as easy as possible. So spin for five minutes. That's it. Pretty much anyone can carve out five minutes of the day to spin. But what about the days I don't go live, like the weekend? Well, I encourage them to find another prompt for those days. And Fogg says that the best prompts are actions that are already part of our routine. So he calls these actions anchors, and anything that we already do routinely can serve as an anchor. So for example, if you always make yourself coffee with milk in the morning and the last step of your coffee making routine is putting the milk away, you could use putting the milk into the refrigerator as the prompt for five minutes of spinning. Or if your coffee takes five minutes to brew, you could take the last step of that process, starting your coffee maker, as your anchor and spin while the coffee maker is doing its thing. Now, a really important key here is managing your self-talk about the smallness of the habit, right? So for the fog system to work, your habit really has to start out very, very small. So if you've decided to floss one tooth after brushing your teeth, and this is a, an example that Fogg actually uses in the, in the book, if you've decided to floss one tooth after brushing your teeth, that's your tiny habit, and you're hoping to build up to eventually flossing all your teeth, you really must, must, must let that one tooth be enough. And this is something that I have struggled with in working with Fogg's ideas in my own life. So about four years ago, I realized that even 
a very small amount of exercise is really useful for my mental health. And honestly, just walking around the block will help. It takes me about seven minutes to walk around my block. So during the pandemic, I started walking around the block every day. And gradually, my walks got longer until I was walking a couple of kilometers every day. And then, and this is the trap, right? Then I started feeling like walking around the block wasn't enough, even though I know that walking around the block is actually enough to make a difference for me. So this is a situation in which you cannot let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Even after you've been successfully flossing all your teeth for months, if you're feeling rushed, just floss one tooth. Don't skip it altogether. Uh, This will keep your habit alive and well. So our mantra during February in the Guild is five minutes is enough. So what? let whatever you've decided on for your tiny habit be enough. So once you've got your prompt and your tiny habit, there's one more thing that you must do, and that is to celebrate when you've done the habit. Now, guys, I'm telling you this is going to feel weird and awkward, but it is not optional. Do not skip this. So one of Fogg's maxims is that people change by feeling good, not bad. So this little celebration that you're going to do every time you finish your tiny habit is really, really crucial because it connects your tiny tiny habit to feeling good, right? Um, I think we in uh, North America, you know, Puritanism has told us that really we get most done when we are feeling bad. Um, but in fact, that is not the case. So, um, if you can make it feel good to perform this tiny little action, um, your brain will start to actually crave the little dopamine hit it gets from doing the action and it will make it much more likely that you will do it and much easier to do it. So let me give you a spinning example of a habit that I'm currently working on. On my treadle wheels that have stretchy drive bands, I often forget to take my break, um, to take my drive band off the whirl when I finish spinning. Now, this isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not even my worst habit, but it does speed up the rate at which the drive band stretches out. And eventually you get to the point where your drive band isn't as efficient when you're working on, uh, with a small whirl and a high drive ratio. So when I'm ending a spinning session, so in order to work on this habit, I had to figure out what the very last thing that I do when I'm ending a spinning session. And the very last thing that I do is to wind the end of my singles around the scotch tension knob. So I've decided that that's going to be my anchor, winding my singles around the scotch tension knob. My tiny habit is just taking the drive band off the whirl. And when I remember to do this, I have a silly little dance that I do to celebrate. Um, but your celebration could be anything that feels celebratory to you, right? It could be something you say, either out loud or to yourself. It could be a gesture like, um, you know, making a thumbs up gesture or a little fist pump, something like that. It could be a movement 
whatever works for you and just makes you feel a little proud of yourself in that moment. The most important thing is that you celebrate in a small way and you create that association in your brain between doing your tiny habit and feeling good. So there is a post in the flock, Sheep's free online community for inquisitive hand spinners, where you can comment on and discuss this episode if you'd like. And as always, I would love to hear what you thought about this episode and whether you are going to try creating some tiny habits in your life, whether they are spinning related or not, I would love to hear. Uh, I will link to that thread in the flock in the show notes, which you can find at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 91. So darling sheep spotter, that is it for me this time. I will be back next time with another episode. And I'm quite excited about this one. It's going to be a little bit different. So while you are waiting for the next episode, be sure to spin something, even if it's just for five minutes, you know, it will do you good. Have you joined the flock yet? The Flock is SheepSpot's free online community for inquisitive hand spinners. As a member, you'll get access to a complete library of podcast episodes, all the free resources I've created for the podcast, several self-guided challenges, our Friday spinning check-in, and more. Head to theflock.sheepspot.com to sign up.